what is good divine dolls all right so i was working on my thumbnail for um the last podcast i shared my trades on there finally got that off my chest but um uh so with that being said a lot of you know um from my older audience that i listen to bahati life i just tap in you know like i have people i follow and i just zoom in on what i intuitively need so she did this little um, short that's called um, Seven Planets Retrograde This Summer. Bring it, baby. I'm ready. I'm like, she's ready, but I might not be seven retrogrades, ma'am. Ma'am, what you mean seven? Like, it's already bad when it's one Mercury retrograde. But if it's going to be hitting Jupiter, which affects our pocketbooks and all this other stuff, so... I haven't listened to it it's in, in its entirety, so let's go ahead and start it from the top. Just thought I'd give you a heads up. And I I learned from Bahati, okay? I learned from her not to fear the retrogrades. Let me go ahead and clear that out right now. I'm not putting that out there to instill fear in you, and you definitely are not going to get that sense from her too. She taught us, and you're going to hear her use the word, it's a chance for you to revisit things and to like tie up those loose ends. And ever since I heard her say that, it has changed how I view um, retrogrades. Um, and one of the things with retrogrades, and, and um, another person I follow too is Marion Altman. And she was saying like, this summer is the return of the exes. So y'all already know how I feel. All my exes can just, you know kick whole entire rocks barefoot. Um, I ain't trying to revisit nothing. I ain't trying to heal nothing. We don't need to talk about nothing. Via cum Dios, via, you know, kumbaya, my Lord, be gone. Poof. Just, I, I have healed, right? I'm not, I'm at a place where I don't need you back in my face. There is no, nothing to be reconciled. Okay. And I don't feel that I should be obligated to try to make them feel better no, I don't know. That's just space I'm in. But it's just that energy of, of X. And I was going to do podcasts on it. But at the same time, I was like, eh. But yeah, if you want to follow another good person is Marie Altman. And she was giving that. And I see it. I see it. I see people talking about. I, I see it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not aware of the energy. But at the same time. So let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. During this retrograde season, it's going to be absolutely imperative that you follow your hunches, that you listen to your intuition, because chances are you have already been feeling this major transformation that has already been occurring or in the midst or is oncoming. For some of you guys, you've actually been in the gray area. And this retrograde season is going to help you to actually launch yourself outside of it, especially in the new year. With any planet, with any transit, there's going to be some action required on your part in order for you to really maximize the blessings that's happening here. This is going to be the time to revisit, to reconsider, to reevaluate. Make sure that you're giving these planets all the space that they need to do the transformation that they have to do Mm. and be prepared to take some major breaks. So, and I would recommend, so I went went ahead and liked that. I would recommend you check out her, let me go look at her video because that's a short, just kind of like, girl, be aware. But I think, yeah, she did a podcast or, well, she does podcasts and she does YouTube, but um, she did a video two days ago about what you can expect, heal and 
transform from July 3rd to the 9th. Um, so maybe she will kind of address that a little bit there. Um, let's see. Let, let me just type in summer retrograde. Summer retrograde. Retro. Y'all, and I'm doing intermittent fasting. I love it. My body loves it. And I have to remind myself, like, baby girl, like, and that's without me going to the gym. So it's like, how bad do you want it? Because sometimes I do want to snack on something. But at this point, my um my fast ended at 6 a.m. this morning. And I was full at the time I started my fast and I slept through the night, no problem. But um, part of it is because I know, oh, I need to finish drinking my water. That's what it is. And... Oh, it's right here. It's right here. My water bottle. So I'm going to finish drinking that. And then I already ordered my food. So it should be here and whatever. But, 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 okay, let's get back into this. So let's see. Summer retrograde. What retrograde is in July? So, <clears throat> oh, there we have it, y'all. So <clears throat> let's, let's start from the top, but I also see one for Venus. So it says, according to seek, astroseek.com, Saturn will go retrograde on Saturday, June. Oh, we already passed that. It's the 17th, June 17th. So where are we? That's already behind us. It will go backwards for the duration of the summer and into mid-autumn. Well, okay, so we're still in the energy of um, Saturn retrograde. So it says into mid-autumn and when it will turn direct again Saturday, um, November 4th. And there is a Venus retrograde, but let's just see what the meaning of Saturn, Saturn retrograde meaning all right so when saturn is in retrograde it says we are going to have a retrograde experience around saturnian things which means reworking reevaluating reorganizing and reflecting around our own discipline and work ethic our sense of our own authority our sense of our own achievements and accomplishments as well as any future goals and this is funny because <clears throat> retrogrades already force you to do that. And so then Saturn on top of that is going to like force you to do that. It's so funny because if you happen to hear my last trading um, podcast, for those of you who are kind of like my trader chicks, I'm not saying to go back over there, but you hear me talk about just even um yesterday when I was trading, it's like this thought process of like, girl, you need to get your ish together. Like you need to take this as a as a job, like I know it's it's my form of income, but it's like just a little bit more of like snapping it together. I think sometimes people um hesitate to do like horoscopes and astrology, and I respect it. And I think that at some point, I like to be aware of what the energy is that I'm moving into. I think it helps to prepare me. And so behind the scenes, like I'm aware of what's coming in, in you know, around my birthday and the end of the year and kind of how to navigate through some things, but I'm not like completely relegated to it. And I think that it's one of those things where it encourages you to trust your intuition because people move according to the astrological placements we are what, 85, 95% water. And so when you understand how the moon and the sun affect the the water tides and how the, um, the 
earth is made of mostly water as well too and so those things affect that's why like they say people go crazy on full moons or stuff those imbalances it's water water the water elements and stuff and i am a water sign like i have a lot of water in my chart but i also have a lot of fixed in my chart which is an interesting combination it means i can be stubborn in my emotions but um but it's kind of like <clears throat> if you move yourself away from those things, you start to trust your intuition and you start to understand that there's a reason you're moving a certain way, right? And so it's like without me knowing about the Saturn retrograde, I was still trusting those emotions and what I'm feeling and reevaluating, reorganizing, like definitely since June, absolutely, oh, absolutely. And so we have this opportunity to reorganize it's kind of like spring cleaning all the way up until through i think they said until november so don't be afraid of the retrogrades you know um this is an opportunity for you to visit any future goals and there's also some other juicy energy we talked about earlier this year that's gonna launch you into i think we're looking at the most successful like 10 years out i think it's universally for everyone some people might have some little hiccups and stuff but yeah so let's just look at this real quick. And it says, um, Saturn retrograde is an invitation to feel into the foundations of relationships around you, whether romantic, business, or friendship, okay? And you revisiting what those relationships are built on. So there's one, boom. So Saturn is in retrograde. Venus is in retrograde, July 2023. Venus, the planet of love, is shifting into reverse from July 22nd to September 3rd. So um, I've noticed... Like, so yeah, um, there's another planet that when it goes retrograde, Mercury retrograde is another popular one with when exes will come back because it has to do with communication. Both of my exes, they were both water and like clockwork right around that time, like clockwork, just, hey, how you doing? Hell or high, you know, type of a thing. And so understanding that I think helped a lot. I think that um, you're, comp let's see if Mercury's in retrograde too. I have noticed that. But with Venus, now you're talking about revisiting like love, romantic partnerships, and you're combining that with Saturn too, which also looks at relationships between business, love, and family. Like, bruh. So it says retrograding through the passionate flamboyant sign of, of Leo. I will... And this made me laugh too. When I tell you I'm learning how to navigate all up and through and around things. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before. I've never said where my, where, ooh, <laughs> where my, um, where my Venus is. And I'm strategically not mentioning that, but I have let it slip a couple times that my Mars is in Leo, right? Um, so um, Mars is how you fight. And when I used to do the, uh, sexual astrological compatibility stuff, you know, when it comes to love, I fight like a Leo. I love like a Leo. Um, some of the best exes I've had were Leos. I really like Leos a lot. <laughs> I, we, we are like, <clears throat> I don't know, just super comp. One of my favorite brothers is a Leo. I, I get along with two, but one is a Leo and that just spills over into, yeah, I, I, I like Leos. But 
the thing about Leos, I feel like they have their own complexes too. And I think even me having it in my chart. So I think you also pay attention to like if there's overlap. And I that's why I kind of get aggravated too when people say like, oh, I'm just this one sun sign. It's like you are so much more and you don't really get to celebrate everything that comes with who you are. You know, it's just like saying like you are not just your one thumbprint, you have 10 fingers. So you have houses, you have your rising sign, your Venus, your Mercury, your your Jupiter placement, you have all of these different things about how you communicate, how you love, how you make your money, how you how you um, go to war, right? Um, and so you kind of kind of kind of want to pay attention to where your Venus is. And it's so funny, because there is compatibility with where my Venus is placed and it being in Leo with my Mars and Leo. So who knows? I might come, really come on here and be like, y'all, I fell in love with somebody. And so, but here's the interesting thing too that you want to keep in mind when um, there's this Mercury retrograde. This is just my opinion. Since we're chit-chatting, how you doing, boo? Okay, I'm just we're just chit-chatting. You know, hopefully you're just drinking your tea or your water or whatever going for the, you know, driving, commuting, whatever, whatnot. It is my belief that, and I've kind of observed it too. You, to me, I'm not, I wouldn't start a relationship in a retrograde that has to do with, um, like Mercury or with, um, Venus. And the reason I say that is because you want to start a relationship when when it's going direct. I pay attention to who's coming in when stuff are in retrograde um and who comes in when it's it's direct because if if you're going direct and then you haven't been talking to this person and then it goes retrograde and they are subconsciously revisiting why did why was I attracted to this woman? Why was I talking to her? Do we have synastry? Blah, blah, blah. Um, if they're not maintaining that energy once the energy goes direct, they're doing what was intended. But what happens is when it goes direct, they come out of that energy and they've e- either resolved it or they go back to the way things were when the energy was direct. So if you start a, a relationship where people are reorganizing and making all of these value judgments and reorganizing their, their life and how they want to proceed, and it doesn't extend once the energy goes direct, like just kind of pay attention to that. It almost reminds me of trading of like, you know, those... um resistance and support levels it's kind of like if they drop through that support level then it's it's not a you know you've broken through that trend type of a thing so if you are meeting somebody when venus is retrograde um people are kind of revisiting what it means in love it can be it can work out you know but what happens is too like I said, like you fall in love with them because they're in this energy. And then when November comes around or September, so this one ends September 3rd and then Saturn ends um, November, you start to hit these pockets where it's kind of like now the communication is going direct. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I really got swept off my feet by this energy, but it was in retrograde. And so it just kind of like, I feel like it to me, it's kind of reversal. Like I wouldn't start a relationship, but at the same time, I 
you know, people will, will say stuff like, I won't start a business or start something new or a new project in a retrograde. And it's kind of like a, a sing and song and dance because you don't want to be confined to it. I think that we will move. And, that, and that's part of the reason too. Like I'm comfortable with doing oracles, but I think that I, I, I've paid attention to like, do I really want to go the horoscope route? And I think about what it means for the message because I understand how to interpret it. Like I use it as kind of like a map and I understand it's kind of like um, ever changing and ever evolving. But when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it goes to transcendence, transcendence breaks all time and space. So we are going from actually figuring out what the container was at the top and then exploding it <laughs> just exploding decimating it and thinking outside of a whole new box again too so it's kind of like don't confine yourself to just being a Scorpio sun or just confine yourself to being an INTJ or confine yourself to just being a woman or just a black woman or whatever it's like you have liberty especially with age of Aquarius you have so much freedom and liberty. So at the same time, too, I think that if you trust your intuition, which is what it really comes down to, it's kind of like an area of confluence. Again, it's just trading language. The horoscope gives you confirmation to understand like or astrology gives you confirmation that like, oh, OK, this is why I was second guessing myself on the job. And but. Now you can use it to say, oh, I felt that before I even looked at the chart. And what was I feeling anyways? I was feeling like it was time for me to leave. It was time for me to try something new. It's time for me to venture out. So in the future, you can trust that gut feeling and be like, you know what? I'm feeling like it's time for me to bounce. I'm feeling like it's time for me to move. And then you check it and you're like, yeah, this is, I was actually right. So this is about you learning to tap into your intuition and and I think the same way that we have in trading all of these like green flags and these green lights go ahead you're on the right path that's how it is with um divine source you're going to get areas of confluence you're going to get those affirmations right you're going to get those affirmations from you know where like people call downloads like hey you're on the right track keep going you know so let's see what else is in retrograde in 2023? So it says, here is a list of planets that are in apparent retrograde motion now, along with questions to consider during these times. So Pluto is a retrograde in um, Aquarius. Pluto is also like uh, one of those fighting. <laughs> it's one of those fighting um, planets, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and, and um, the reason I say that too is because... I remember like certain key um, times in history when Russia declared war with the U.S. They deliberately, um, a lot of people don't really pay attention to this. We're out here talking about hair weaves and makeup and passports and stuff like that and passport boys. But um, when you understand astrology too, and every, every nation has its astrological chart. Um, even when you study astrocartography, like I, I've talked about this a little bit, um, California, like don't come over here unless you want to learn lessons, but I, I kind of like love it. So I'm, I see myself staying here, but 
Um, and so if I were to move to like Florida or New York or Texas, my life experiences would be different. And some of those places are more compatible. Like if I want to make more money or if I want to fall in love, da da da. right? So um, even when you look at like um, Washington, D.C. is a scorpionic state. Um, also, when you look at where the Catholic Church is, um, it's also scorpionic. And I think where they have their mili- military base. But so, yeah, and I obviously would kind of gravitate to because I, I my son is in Scorpio. Right. And so it's kind of like and I've dealt with Scorpio, so I understand what we're kind of dealing with a little bit. So, but, um, when these world powers, they absolutely use astrology and it, there's no little coincidence when, um, um, Putin deliberately waited until Pluto was in retrograde in a time when it was the most, the, 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 debilitating when it, when it was the most debilitating time for the United States it was like a double whammy because it's like for the first time in like a century um the US was going to be in a debilitated state and it was also overlapped when Pluto was retrograde and so that's his time of when he started to come to the forefront and you know who, what is Russia just like this little blip on the map but he has these frequencies in his in his favor um type of a thing other than that he just sat quiet and ate his porridge and pie like well messing with nobody but um yeah so but yeah pluto is one of those fighting type of things that being said it is in retrograde it's kind of like one of those things where you know it can go in your favor too where you're kind of pulling back on war, but at the same time, that's when things can go wrong and there can be chaos um, and reworking of things and another chance for you to get the upper hand or, you know, Pluto going direct at the end of the day, it's still war. So, it you know, and so, but then um, the other thing that's retrograde is Capricorn. So Aquarius and Capricorn are retrograde. Wait a minute. Pluto is retrograded in Aquarius and Capricorn from May 2nd. Um, so those those are four planets right there, right? We talked about Saturn. We talked about Venus. Um, now we're talking about Aquarius and Capricorn from May 2nd to June 11th and June 12th. From May 2nd to June 11th. And then again from June 12th to October 10th, 2023, respectively. Okay, maybe what they're trying to say, since it says respectively, is that Pluto is retrograded in Aquarius from May 2nd to June 11th, and then Pluto is retrograde in Capricorn from June 12th to October 10th, okay? Saturn retrograde in Pisces, June 17th to November 13th. We did see that Saturn was retrograde but we didn't know what planet it was retrograde in so it's retrograde in pisces so you know these type of things and so if you have your charts in certain signs too you want to pay attention to that so like my sun no no my moon is in pisces and so um that's a like my very intimate kind of like spaces um 
as much as I talk about my Virgo rising and my a little bit of my Scorpio sun, me coming on here, Musings of Divine Feminine, that's my Pisces. Um, that's like the intimate, like the rose-colored lenses, the falling in love, the spirituality, even though it can be old school, um, patriarchal, regimented, group thinking type of way on the lower vibration. But with that being said, for the rest of you, even if, with it being retrograde, right? I think that there's going to be a lot of transformation in leaps and bounds. Because if we're, if Pisces deals with spirituality, um, on top of it, we are in the age of Aquarius. It can be feel like a really, a really combative. Because um, Pisces also has a has an element of duality. So one minute the fish is swimming this way, and the other minute it's swimming the other way. So a lot of back and forth, a lot of emotions. Um, and it deals with I think the difference with Pisces and age of Pisces versus Pisces and age of Aquarius is that Pisces and age of Pisces, um. Uh, it, 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 it was an age of Pisces that was religion, man-made constructs, whereas Pisces and age of Aquarius is more spirituality. So if we're having Saturn retrograde where you're reorganizing your thoughts on um, like family, business, relationships, it's also going to impact how people view spirituality um, exponentially. So People that were probably in that you never thought would leave the church, they're about to do it right now. Like they're about to be like, you know what? Why am I going here? Why am I paying these tithes? Why aren't they addressing these issues? Why why are there limiting beliefs surrounding my spirituality? Why does the woman have to be subjugated? So I think a lot of people are gonna be revisiting what spirituality means to them, you know, and because on a lower vibrational level too, ro Pisces can be rose-colored lenses. It can go one of two ways. If we're going to look at all the, the fairy tales that we have, you know, whether it's how we make our money or our surrounding our health, regarding our spirituality or with romantic interests, that's either going to be snatched off of you or it's going to be kind of like one of those things where if you were looking at things practical, like this is where people who were like kind of really airy and logical, all of a sudden they're like really lovey-dovey and like looking at things through rose-colored lenses and type of stuff. But once that energy comes back in November, it's kind of like, no, I see clearly now. This is not, you know, so it just depends. And again, you when you talk about like so much conflict too, Pisces, you're, you're going to be... It, running, you know, looking at it this way in the next minute, you're swimming upstream the next one and you're going downstream and a lot of water, a lot of emotions, lots of, um, you know, things for sort. So ooh, that's, that's kind of rough y'all. That's this. It can be, it can be. Um, let me see what else is in retrograde. So it says the 2023 planet retrogrades include, there we go, friends. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter. So I kind of find want to find out where Jupiter is because that affects your money, your finances, real estate, da-da-da. Thursdays are ruled by Jupiter. One of my favorite days to do business. 
Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Yes, that's pretty much all of them. Since the sun and moon refer to as planets in astrospeak don't go retrograde, you may, you may only have heard about Mercury retrograde. What a time to be alive, y'all. Let's find out what Jupiter retrograde is doing, and then I'm going to let you guys go. I'm not going to hold you too long. We were here for for a little for you know a little time, but good time. Let me see here. So Jupiter retrograde, y'all, yeah. Of course, I'm gonna check on my money. What? Oh, so we got a little bit of time, boo. We got a little bit of time. It says from September fourth till December third, the lucky planet will be retrograde in Earthly Taurus, and Taurus. This the the combinations the areas of confluence on this are wild because Taurus is another one of those signs that absolutely like even if you go back and listen to my um sexual astrology thing it breaks down like Taurus both men and women they deal with the material and if anybody's gonna be categorized the gold digger it's gonna be the the female Taurus. Um, whereas one of the best providers um, that I saw when I was doing the, the um, sexual astrology for all of them, one of the, the best was Taurus. Um, and then the other one, Virgo. But I don't want you to get stuck on a sun sign because when I was reading the book, it talked about their Mars and their Venus and, and their moon sign. So, yes, it talked about their sun, but people don't realize that the compatibility and the synastry lies in their moon, their Venus, and their Mars. So, um, yeah. So, but um, I, the, the what sticks out the most in my mind with Taurus is like, remember I talked about it has to do with business, um, uh, real estate, material goods. So not only is Jupiter going to be retrograde, but Taurus, which kind of is like the mother of all of those things, is going to be retrograde, y'all. Like, this is the time, like, get those warranties on your phones. Listen, I just bought a new phone. It's the iPhone Pro Max Pro 14. All the, the, the bells and whistles, terrible battery um power. I wish I had known this. Like I told one of my friends, she's like, oh, I got that. I think she's stuck with the 12 because the battery power is probably better on that. But hey, I already bought it. It's not too late for me to return it, but it is what it is. Um, But yeah, if you're going to get warranties on stuff, double check your contracts. Maybe it might not be the best time to buy a property. Um, That being said, maybe that's a time when a lot of houses will maybe face foreclosure um, if you're buying jewelry, just make sure that it's authentic. Um, I don't know. I would just pay attention to my purchases around that time for quality and whatever, what, and, or re- reassess. Like maybe if you own multiple properties, maybe you might want to let some of them go. You might re- reassess, like, do you want to stay in the rental sector or do you want to go into selling, like revisiting where, what properties, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to purchase. It just means you're revisiting your thoughts and values on those type of things so that when the energy does go di- direct, you can reallocate your funds the way that you need to, budget it, and then when it goes direct, you're like, okay, boom, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to 
buy more cars to do a Toro car, you know, exotic car rental thing, or I'm going to buy more properties. Excuse me, but I'm going to buy them in different areas, so on and so forth. But girl, so it says, as noted, all retrograde periods are not moments in time to fare, but to utilize. Um, So I definitely agree with that. So it says, ahead because of the 2023 Jupiter transit, there will be a, a high potential that your financial situation and your relationship of your boss with your boss will improve. You may get an increment or promotion and be recognized for your hard work. The Jupiter transit in 2023 will also bring blessings to your elders and guru. Now that is interesting. Um, and you're probably wondering, well, that doesn't sound negative. It's not supposed to sound negative. What's happening is remember, people are revisiting things, they're reorganizing things. And so the reason you're getting the promotion is because your boss in the middle of the night was like, wait a minute, why haven't I given this person a promotion? This person has been really showing up. I don't know why I didn't think about this. Let's go ahead and promote this person, right? Um, if you're if you're going to ask for a raise, probably do it during that time when they can really revisit. And, and so if you know you're going to be asking for a promotion, this is why I love this type of energy too, because listen, this is coming in when? Se- September? All right. So right now I'm recording this in July. So make sure you have documentation. You know, this kind of has a little bit to do with you understanding how to ask for a promotion. When you ask for a promotion, you have to have kept documentation of how you helped that business grow. Did you improve sales by how many per- how much percent? Did you close out a contract? And sometimes um, it's so important. I've been noticing how important journaling is on so many levels because um, not just for personal, but for my trading, um, some of the best traders I know um, journal their their work. But if you are working that nine to five, um, this woman was talking about how she knew she was going to request a journal, but she had actually, I'm not a journal, a, a promotion, and but she actually documented what happened after it happened. And so it, when she was preparing her document, not only was it all in one place, but she was like, oh my gosh, legit, legit. Like it's been a couple months. I knew I did something, but I didn't know it was this exact and detailed and so when she presented like all the reasons why she wanted the promotion and revisiting all that stuff it's kind of like now you can amplify that stuff to your power right because it goes both ways not only are you reassessing if you want to keep certain things and people in your put in in your space other people are doing it too right i freaking love that um what happens in Jupiter retrograde? So it says a retrograde Jupiter is equivalent to training mystical power and strength. People with retrograde Jupiter in their Kundalini are able to perform all that tasks that a normal person cannot even think of doing in their life. Woo! Such people achieve fame and respect while doing unusual tasks. Now, this is interesting because um, we're not in that energy and maybe this is something that's in her chart. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you become learn to embody all things um, at all times. But um, remember, I did a podcast like I think was it yesterday, y'all? Yeah, it was yesterday because I had just finished trading. And um, there's a picture on my podcast, like if you go back to yesterday, of a of a young lady. Uh, she was in the championship tryouts. She is an Olympian. She is a Belgian, Belgium, Belgian. 
putter, shot putter, but um, her track and field team didn't, two of the people were injured and they needed somebody to do the hurdles in order to remain qualified. And so even though she quote unquote lost the, the trade, lost the trade, lost the, 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 uh, what do you call it? She lost the, I don't know what you call it, but because we were wondering this too with her coach, um, she lost the track and meet thing, but um, she lost the race. Let's call it that. She lost the race. Um, it was still celebrated because she's she's trying to qualify for the Olympics to be a shot putter. But the reason you had 1.2 million views on just one video alone and she captured the hearts of so many people is because she was doing something unusual, something outside of her norm. And that one's a really like I I don't usually I try to make sure I'm not, you know, hitting you over the head with a lot of stuff. But if you want something motivational, because I know a lot of the content I cover is kind of like really dark and murky. And even as somebody who, you know, Scorpio, we deal with a lot of dark belly of the beast type shit like um it it, I don't even like to be in that energy like for too long and I have to learn how to get to love and light real quick so but um and so that message um with the shot putter it's it's on the thumbnail that's a really nice message it's it's doing things in an unusual way it says people achieve fame and respect while doing unusual tasks it's like She's she's a powerhouse in other areas, but <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, those were the seven trans seven things that are going through. It's, let me just see if there's something else here too. Ooh, so it says in 2023 we'll witness the final eclipses in the signs Taurus and Scorpio, and the first eclipses in Aries and Libra. I just you know I, the good thing I like about myself too is I like the pros and cons of all of these. So this is all really good energy. Scorpio, I mean, there might be some like sexual tension or whatever type of stuff happening there, but um, deep, dark stuff, but also powerful, both in men and women. One thing about Scorpios, like we embody a lot of power, a lot of mystery. We're also very spiritual and we can be deep in our emotions, whether it ranges from from rage to love and sex, right? When it comes to Aries and Libra, Libra is another powerhouse too. It's fire. It's direct motion and movement. I think as a lot of us divine feminines are learning how to embody more of our masculine traits in our own way. Um, I'm a little bit more of a tender, delicate (laughs) type, um, sentimental type. um, And I've had to learn to be okay with that. But um, for the Aries part, it's like definitely action, um, putting things into action, um, doing, you know, getting stuff done, um, forward moving, um, motivated, inspired, um, hopeful, um, type of thing. Libra, I love it. My dad is a Libra. Two of my best friends were born on the same day, but they were born like a year apart. Are both Libras? I also love Libras. Even when I think of the newer acquaintances I've made within the last year, um, they are Libras, and they they are air elements. They tend to be unbothered. Although one of the last Libras I talked to, she's like, "No, things bother us. We just kind of 
keep it introverted. So bless their hearts. It makes me fall, like love them even that much more. But um, with Libras, it's, you're talking about the balancing of the scales, right? Um, do you tend to, and this is so important too, because um, if you're a parent, this is the best way I can explain it. If you're a parent, par- Libras make great parents up until they're, they're able to balance things um, in a high vibrational way. Because when you talk about tipping the scales, if you show favoritism towards evil, your scales are imbalanced, but you're going to favor that, that, that evil side. So you have to learn how to balance good and evil and tip the scale to the side of good. And so sometimes, you know, every sign has their struggles. And so with Libra, it's trying to like, trying to decide what is good and evil. And sometimes you can have favoritism too. Um, but, and so you have to learn how, thankfully my dad's good with that. Like he doesn't have a favorite kid or, um, sometimes it will happen. And I've talked about this before and, and it does play out now that I think about it because, um, I've talked about how like my brothers have done some really ishy stuff to me, like everything from stolen my car, damaged my house. Um, one of them burned my arm. Um, and, the way that they deal it is struggling how to balance between, you know, protecting one child, but not um, favoring the other child. And sometimes I will be on the receiving end of where it's kind of like, well, try to bring peace. And but it, it, you know, sometimes the scale, they have a hard time trying to outright say, like, what you did was wrong because it's against your sister and we're family and we're supposed to stick together. And so you throw in Christianity in there, if that kind of makes sense, I think that, and so that's their personal struggle. But if you have Libra energy in you pay attention to, to what you are fighting for. And I think, especially in the black community for us women, it's like, are we out here being mammies? Are we coddling? You know, I've been talking and I think part of me, it's kind of hard to articulate it. And I don't want this to be too long, but it's like, <clears throat> in a roundabout way, um, I'm finally able to articulate it in the sense of like, that's why you hear me say things like, stop telling your little girls to get behind, you know, fight for people who are like felons. And I say this because when you go into the pro-black movement and you have them in these Black Lives Matter type of stuff, you have them and then you come to find out that this guy was a felon you know, was running away from people, like, didn't have the best, healthiest views towards the black community or black women. And so you're going to have to learn to balance like, okay, I want to stand up for justice. And I want there to be peace, but I'm I'm going to do it for people like, like for pregnant women, or for women who were just video recording someone, and they weren't aggressive, and they didn't fight back. And that type of thing, like if I'm going to get behind anything, I'm going to get behind that. And so how do we what what does justice really look like? Because I think a lot of us have been, especially in the black community, tipping the scale in the favor of bandits. And so this is this opportunity for you to be like, nah, justice needs to tip the favor in for what is right and for what is truly is fair. Right. 
So this one says that this new story shifts focus the balance between our solo drives and versus our interpersonal drives. Um, Jupiter and Taurus will encourage you to grow your faith in yourself and your ability to nurture your financial foundations for years to come. And I freaking love that because I'm already, you know, that, that definitely resonates with me because I think this is beautiful energy too for where we are because right now there's so much chaos between, you know, what the government is going to do and how the pandemic affected us and how it affected our relationships with our jobs and like even trying to get a promotion from your job. What might happen is some people might get a promotion and especially if they intentionally ask for it with all of the documentation, but some of y'all might not get that, that promotion. Some of y'all, your boss might still be a complete asshole during that Jupiter and Taurus, like, well, it's going to go, it's going to go um, retrograde, I think, before it goes direct. So then that's when you're going to be like, wait a minute, let me put faith in myself and my ability to nurture my financial fund foundations and get, let me, let me, let me, I, I trust myself. That's why I asked for this, this raise. And I, here I am waiting for these people to see my worth and my value and to pay me what I'm worth. When I can just take this whole skill set and contract this workout, scale it and live my whole best entire life, right? So it says there's no rush here. When you soak in prosperity in your life in all forms, you make space for more to take root. <clears throat> so this has been really fun, y'all. Uh, this was in 2022. This, um, So I'm not going to read that. It says, what should we avoid during J- Jupiter retrograde? All right, there's a reason it's coming up. But again, I don't like to keep these too long. So it says... What should we avoid during Jupiter retrograde? It says when Jupiter is in retrograde and you have a natal planet or point in Jupiter's path, keep these do's and don'ts in mind. Put your travel plans on hold. Okay. Do not file a lawsuit or a legal case. It could drag on and on. So I know sometimes people have hesitancy like, well, I'm not going to wait until Jupiter goes direct to file a lawsuit. Like at the end of the day, I'm just going to do it. Well, you can file it, you know, and it still could go in your favor. But if it's in retrograde, it's like now it's dragging on um, type of a thing. Um, This one says, do not sign a merger, acquisition or franchise agreement. So, yeah, I was saying, like, I don't think this is the best time for you to go out and buy real estate. In my my opinion, I think the temptation is going to be there because the prices might drop. That might be when people are like, you know what? I can't afford this house. I'm going to file for bankruptcy, foreclosure, drop the prices on my house and type of a thing. And so that that can kind of feel like that time where you want to go in. But at the same time, maybe you might not close escrow. Maybe there might. And, and you want to pay attention to when it's overlapping with other stuff, too. So not necessarily the best time to sign a merger, acquisition, or a franchise agreement, right? Just something to consider. It says, do not apply for higher education, which by that point, too... It, at that point, if you haven't applied for um, for school and stuff like that, it's already too late because I think it was in September. Oh, y'all. Okay, okay. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. Let's let's um. This talks about all the stuff with Jupiter retrograde. Um, why it's important. The rules. How it affects the physical. The physical philosophical, religious, and spiritual, big do's and don'ts. Oh, we are so coming back. All right, come back for the next one. We're going to talk about Jupiter retrograde. Talk to y'all later. Bye.